0: Hello and welcome to the ASB Investment Podcast, a show that keeps you up to date on the markets and helps you make smart choices with your investments. The local share market's been out of sync with Australia and the world's major share markets this year. While global shares have set record highs over recent weeks, the local share market has not fully recovered from a 10% slump in the first quarter. Meanwhile, interest rates in New Zealand have been rising and the economy has been back under the pressure of another lockdown. I'm here in the virtual recording studio i.e my own house uh, with the Devon funds management's Victoria Harris to discuss what's going on and what this all means for investors and we'll share our thoughts for the outlook for the rest of the year. These are entirely our own views it's not investment advice but we know plenty of experts at ASB who will be happy to chat if you need. All right hey well let's 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 get started. We'd normally be in a uh, in a nice studio um, but we're actually in alert level four here in Auckland still and um, recording um, back at back at home and joining me today's Victoria Harris from Devon Funds Management and it's uh, great to great to have you on the line sorry we're not meeting face to face Victoria. <laughs> That's all
1: right Hi, Chris
0: how are you going? Oh not too bad not too bad the standard conversations uh, we've uh, been chatting about when are we going to get out of lockdown what might be happening next but uh, it feels Mm -hmm. like we're going to be at home slowly forgetting what day it is and what
1: week and what
0: month and yeah yeah the weekends aren't that different from the uh, from the week are they these days but um anyway it's a uh, a a bit of a wintry feeling Friday here um and um what's been what's been keeping you busy over the uh over the lockdown you've had uh, reporting season I guess to get through what was that been like
1: Yes, yeah. So the last couple of weeks of August, um, we had reporting season, which um, I can't believe I'm saying it, but was actually quite a blessing to be, you know, that busy in lockdown. That it made at least the first the first couple of weeks of lockdown go go quickly. So, um, but yeah, and so now it's just kind of catching up with those companies that that look interesting post reporting season. But uh, yeah, I guess the the benefits of lockdown is that. You know, we can we, you can still uh, have Zooms with all these with all these companies in, in New Zealand and Australia. So um, yeah, you almost get to get to talk to more companies um, than than in the usual setting. So that's good.
0: Yeah does it um, does it make a big d- difference um, not to be able to sort of stare at um, some of these companies you're interested in <laughs> face face to face, or or do you do a lot of these meetings virtually anyway?
1: Um. Yeah, it depends. Like some of the, the the Australian companies, I mean, we've been doing zooms with them for god nearly uh, nearly eighteen months now. Um, so we're kind of used to that, and and that's good because you actually get to talk to a lot more companies than you would than if you're flying over for a week and and got meetings. You get to do them, you know, every day. Um, but with New Zealand, yeah, there is, I guess, and the great thing about meeting face to face with management is you do get to stare them in the eyes and um, and, and 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 get that rapport, uh, whereas through Zoom you don't really. Um, but yeah, it's just I guess I guess the nature of the nature of the game, and it's only it's only short term. Um, and hopefully we we'll out of this soon, and then we can have have those face to face meetings again with the New Zealand companies, which is good.
0: Yeah, it's um. There's there's pluses and minuses of it in there, and um, mm. we got really busy just as we were going into lockdown. Of one of our big forecasts that we've had for a while was that the Reserve Bank was going to hike uh, interest rates, and then that didn't uh, come to f- fruition for understandable mm. reasons when we went into this uh, this lockdown. So it's it's changed uh, it changed things for us uh, a, a little bit, but um,
1: yeah, no, and I think we, the rapidness we, of it as well you know, it happened very quickly. We had a couple of hours to kind of get sorted and, and, and then we're in lockdown. So um yeah, I think there was one day I had about eight eight zooms in a day. And I think the last one I was kind of uh, you know, almost half asleep. It was quite quite difficult to concentrate for that long.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Hey well we um it's been a it's been a bit of a funny year and one of the you know having just gone through um Earnings season now. It's it's interesting how companies have have gone. But um, if we go mm-hmm. back to the start of the year, we just seem to have been out of sync with the uh, with the rest of the world. Um, so maybe starting back in in January, what was uh, what was sort of going on for for New Zealand that we managed to dip ten percent when other parts of the world have just kept on pressing higher, and um, we've had this sort of quite different year. Yeah, well, I
1: guess we. Um, The difference with New Zealand, the rest of the markets, is it kind of comes down to the makeup of our index, and we do have a very concentrated uh, index, especially at at the top in terms of the large players. Um, So it's kind of any anything that happens with those kind of handful of names. Think, you know, A 2 Fisher and Paykel for healthcare, for example. um, You know, they can really impact you know what happens with the overall index and. Um, and, yeah, like you said, the New, New, Zealand, New Zealand market has always, you know, been the outperformer for a long period of time, you know, versus Australia and, 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 the, and the US, for example. Um, and, yeah, kind of the more recently it's definitely underperformed and it's kind of not something that we're used to. Um, so, yeah, it, it has been quite a stark difference between the beginning of the year and and the later part of the year, just due to kind of a few a few names that have had issues.
0: <clears throat> and does it feel like we're we're getting back on track? I mean, at one stage we were down ten percent uh, versus um, versus that early January peak, and and then we've sort of felt like we've clawed our way back. Has that been a catch up mm-hmm. or or decent performance from 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 companies that's really helped us get back on track for the New Zealand market?
1: Yeah, I think it has been. I mean, we've definitely called back, particularly more recently, kind of in the, in the month of August, um, we had a particularly you know, good month. Um, and, and, yeah, and I think it's more, uh, it's, there's also a rotation going on as well in terms of, um, you know, those companies that are going to perform uh, or recover as we come out of COVID or what we call kind of vaccine beneficiaries or, um, you know, COVID losers, um, which isn't, isn't the nicest term, but uh, and so we've seen that in Australia and New Zealand actually, um, in terms of you know investors moving more into those recovery names, um, so those names that sold off uh, quite heavily due to COVID, um, you know, because it, it, with the vaccine vaccination rates where they are, and you know we we, we know we're going to get out of this. It's just a case of um, of, of of when, not if. So um, those names. Uh, are expected to to kind of you know deliver get back to earnings growth and, and and you know some of them be be stronger when when
0: we actually come out of this yeah so you, did you look at it when you're looking at a company like um, Fisher and Paykel healthcare i guess um, there's it's it's on sometimes and off at times just as the as the new news news flows on on the outlook for covid i guess
1: Mm, yes, yeah, particularly Fisher and Paykel. It's uh, it's very much what a hospitalisation rates doing around the world, and um, we obviously saw them be a huge beneficiary very early beneficiary um, very early on in COVID uh, when, when COVID was happening, and those hospitalisation rates, you know, particularly in the US, were were kind of skyrocketing, and then uh, as as things got under control, then then their their, their share price. Um, you know followed the host, the before the, the hospitalizations and then we have delta come back um and therefore you know this year price reflected that so it's kind of that, that is a very much a COVID play um, and now the question is um you know, you know how are they going to perform uh you know in, in the next kind of uh 12 months two years three years because there's been such a pull forward in demand for their products um, you know, are we going to see an earnings hole, or you know, are they are going to be able to continue to grow? Um, you know, once once the you know, majority of the world is is vaccinated, so there's kind of a big question there. Um, you know, it is a very high quality company, um, and there, but there is definitely kind of split views in the market about about what the what the outlook looks like for that business going forward.
0: Well, on top of being uh, locked at home. Uh, You've had some exciting news over the last, uh, over the last couple of days with uh, Devon being called out for, uh, as a responsible investment leader. Tell us uh, about that.
1: Yes, yeah, we were very excited uh, a few days ago to be announced as you know, one of the top three responsible investment leaders uh, in New Zealand amongst, amongst the New Zealand fund management industry. Um, and that's a report that is uh, released by uh, Responsible Investment Association Australasia, which is called REA. Uh, and this is our second year in a row that we've been uh, been called out which is which is pretty pretty fantastic
0: yeah that's really that's really good news congratulations
1: thanks
0: and what are some of the uh, the other um sort of obvious things that we see in the economy um at the moment we're we're having this amazing uh, period of um for the housing market in terms of prices but but hand in hand with that um there's a lot of building gonna take place how's mm-hmm. your approach to um, that cyclical nature of the um, the construction sector
1: yeah well, I mean you, you uh, we saw uh, Fletcher building have a very good result um, which you would have <laughs> you would have hoped it's a pretty pretty um, you know, very strong operating environment for for them, um, you know, both sides of the Tasman. Uh, obviously these lockdowns, particularly the strong, uh the very, the very strict lockdown in New Zealand, um, and therefore the no construction kind of didn't didn't help things. Um and so we have <clears throat> seen a bit of weakness uh, in that name uh, you know, recently. Um but yeah, I think that though that that the construction industry, I mean there's just such a um an imbalance of, of demand versus supply in, in the housing market i mean you you, you probably know more about that than, than i would but um, yeah i just think that these companies and that are leveraged to the housing market the construction cycle um you know would will, will continue to do do well um we're, we're also seeing this kind of flow on to to retailers as well housing exposed retailers in new zealand and in australia um, the likes of briscoes for example um, you know we, we are seeing that kind of wealth effect uh, trickle into into uh, a strong consumer environment
0: as well yeah it's pretty it's it's pretty interesting that the changes of of habits we've made with this with with this lockdown there's so many mm-hmm. so many of my friends have you know came out of the last lockdown bought a new barbecue or thought about renovating the house and all of this sort of thing. Yeah. It's, um all those odd jobs,
1: are, like building a fence yeah. or 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 adding an yep. extension to that room or something, um, Saying, you know if you're going to spend more time in your house, then maybe we should make it you know more livable or or add that add that little bit on or something. So um, yeah, no, I'm definitely saying yes. that amongst amongst my circle of friends as well.
0: Yeah, and hey, um, we we jumped straight into the markets, but I um, wanted to also touch on uh, a bit of your background. This isn't your first time on a podcast. In fact, you've uh, <laughs> you've recorded you've recorded quite a few, um, and uh, you've also got a pretty interesting website, um, raising the Curve. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about that and um, and how how that's been going.
1: Yeah, well, I, so uh, yeah, I've got a, a little side side business or a side hustle, I guess you'd call it, um, called the Curve, and it's essentially just all about educating uh, women who want to learn about investing and in finance. And I guess the one thing I've kind of noticed throughout my time in the finance industry, you know, with my experience, is that uh, a there's a lack of there's a lack of women in the industry, but also b there's a lot of women who who want to start that investing journey but don't know where to go? And there was there was kind of a gap in the market of of no place to to point them or direct them to go to, to kind of learn the basics and, and and start that investing journey. And so uh, we created the curve um, nearly a year ago now, and uh, yeah, it's just gone from strength to strength, and we just produce. Educational content um in lots of different forms and one of those is is through a podcast called Raising the Curve and yeah, we've had pretty um phenomenal feedback and, and listenership uh which has been which has been great. I mean I don't I don't know why people want to tune in and, and listen to me and all my bad jokes, but um <laughs> so there's a few people out there that do, so that's good. Um yeah, and so it's 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 really just you know, helping women learn the basics when it comes when it comes to investing. Um, yeah.
0: I, I listened to uh, your your twelve tips and and to me <laughs> they were they were much better than tips they were they were like some investment maxims and beliefs that were really consistent with uh, with some of the things that we think which is uh, which is great I I liked mm. your first one which was start today um which yes. is um <laughs> really really good for people that are w- wondering what to uh to do but there's other ones like taking a long term view which uh obviously mm. your beliefs, but also consistent with uh with the approach that that we have mm-hmm. hey, so
1: Definitely. that's
0: been a, that's been a, a, a new thing for you in this um this this covid world um mm-hmm. what are you thinking um for the for the next 12 months what sort of stuff's going to be keeping you busy and and what are you what are you looking for in some of the stocks that you're uh, managing within your portfolio to to develop over the next 12 months
1: yeah well i guess like you said in this kind of environment it's it, you you can't well you've got you've got to try and avoid the short-term noise and 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 fluctuations and really just think think about the long-term picture and think what businesses are going to come out of this um, strange environment that we're seeing um what what businesses are going to come out stronger um, or you know be, be be leaders in in their field um, and you know what businesses haven't let this kind of crisis go to waste and actually have improved uh, whether it be you know at, at, at the margins or um, you know have increased their market share or you know, made opportunistic acquisitions or anything like that. And so we're just really trying to find, you know, what are those businesses who who's, where the businesses aren't broken, um, but, you know, they're actually going to come out stronger. And um, we've added, you know, quite a few uh, new names to the, to the portfolios, um, you know, across a range of different companies. So, um, for example, a uh, we've got an outdoor an outdoor media company. Obviously, nobody's advertising on on billboards when everyone's locked down. Um, so, but but we don't think that that model is broken, and we think you know as soon as people are out and about again, then the advertisers will come back and, and, and demand that uh, those outdoor advertising spaces. So that that's one, for example. Um, another one is uh, a company where they do it's a online classifieds company selling um, selling. Uh, automobiles or cars, and yeah, again, they're just going from from strength to strength. Um, so there's there's a ton of opportunities out there, and I think the the great thing about uh, you know volatile environments like this is that it does lead to opportunities and and getting getting great businesses at great prices. So um, you know, it's kind of trying to not get caught up in too much of the noise and and just continuing to have. That long term approach, which <laughs> which can be easier said than done sometimes, but um, yeah, it's 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 definitely it's definitely all about taking that that kind of long term view and, and finding those businesses that'll be stronger once we come out of this.
0: Yeah, do you find that with um, with what you're doing and and people know I oh, yeah, I've got this friend Victoria who works in investments and and then when they want to talk to you, they think, oh, what's a tip? You know, what's a what's a what's a good stock for me to buy? And then Mm. we end up sounding pretty boring because we go, well, it doesn't really work like that. We take this really long-term approach. And uh, it's interesting trying to do that at times like now where the world seems so different, but to go, well, what's it going to be like in two or three years' time? And I find that forecasting interest rates. its mm. We've been in this weird world for such a long time It's uh, of low interest rates and managing this um, pandemic that it's, mm-hmm. sometimes it's quite hard to go, well, what is it going to look like? What will a normal interest rate be in four or five years' time when the world gets back to, uh, to, to normal? And um, mm-hmm. I imagine in your line of work, you, you get those same sorts of questions and those same problems of going, well, what, what do we think is going to be New Zealand in 2023 and what does it look like and w- what companies will go well in that environment?
1: Exactly, and what kind of macro? Uh, what's changed in the macro environment as well? Because obviously, there's a lot of talk about inflation and what that will happen, what that will, uh, what impact that will have on 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 the environment as well with companies. And yeah, it's, I mean, it's 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 constantly moving and adjusting and, and, and changing your, your forecasts and your assumptions. And I mean, if you'd told me 18 months ago, we'd be in a level four lockdown, I would have probably told you that, um, that you'd been having a laugh. So yeah, it's kind of constantly reassessing what's going on and, and, you know, looking at key market indicators and economic indicators and um, running scenarios with, with investments about, you know, what if this happens and what if that happens and, um, but yeah, it's it's that's what I love about you know the markets is that you know as soon as you think you think you've got it, you know something else changes. So um, yeah, it's it's exciting.
0: Yeah, the um the interest rate ones uh, and in, and inflation that you mentioned say, is is interesting, and and I get asked a lot. Well, where will where will interest rates settle? And gee, they've they've, mm. they've, they've, they've lifted a lot over the uh, over the past year um, from from the lows. Did you get much of a theme from that or any concern from the businesses you're looking at about a their um sensitivity to rising costs and inflation and and b the uh, the higher interest rates that seem to be in the uh, in the pipeline for us all how how did that um pan out for uh, for the companies you've talked to over the past few months
1: yeah that was definitely definitely the key theme was was inflation uh, labor pressures supply chain pressures um, you know inventory issues that was very much um, you know but inflation was definitely the overarching kind of uh, concern or theme that was that that came out of um, out of reporting season um, I mean whether it's uh, transitional or <clears throat> or is actually you know we're in for're in for a um, increase in, in, in inflation you um, you know, over the long term, I, 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 it's it's hard to say. But you know, a few things do. There's a few things that do make it seem like it's transitional in the fact that you know around that supply chain congestion and and um, you know and the lack of uh, mobility within the labor market um, because of, of those COVID issues. So um, I mean, I'm not I'm not I'm not an economist, so I'm not I can't I can't really predict that. But I guess it just comes back to um, you know we do kind of put those assumptions into into um you know our our models and you know in order to determine valuations for businesses and you know what will happen if if you know that their, their margins are are, um, are hit because of increased um Labor labor costs or increased um, input costs. You know what will happen if they can't pass through those increased prices to to consumers. Or um, but it is it is definitely something we're looking at and, and trying to look at. Okay, what are those companies that 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 do perform well in inflationary environments? Um, for example, supermarkets because they can pass on those costs. And you know, it's just trying kind to of looking at um, you know the portfolio as a whole and thinking. Um, yet yeah, do we have do we have names in the portfolio that are kind of uh, inflation beneficiary names and, and and just taking more of a balanced approach to uh, to inflation? I guess another thing to call out, another theme that we saw during reporting season was um, just how much cash uh, companies have on their balance sheets now. Um, you know, there's there was a kind of a panic situation last year, of, of, and, and a lot of companies raised raised money, and a lot of them raised them at very um, very very low prices. But and then they they, they found out that the actually the environment wasn't nearly as bad as they they thought, and now they've got a whole lot of cash on the balance sheet. So um, we're seeing a lot of. Uh, either cash being returned to shareholders by um, dividends, we're seeing a lot of share buybacks, um, and also a lot of M and A going on uh, in the markets. And and so um, yeah, those would probably be kind of the two the two themes that we saw come out of rough reporting season.
0: Yeah, those are those are really uh, those are really uh, interesting themes. And I I've, mm-hmm. it's whenever I hear people like you talking, it's a it's a nice reminder of. Actually when you drill into some of these companies' balance sheets, they they look really, really good. Even though there's all this concern in the uh mm. environment about the 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 here and now when companies have actually got such strong looking balance sheets, it's really and really encouraging for investors. And you know, on the yeah. uh on the inflation note, uh, people people love it when economists say it depends. Um, it's it's, it's, <laughs> it's uh, something we say all the time. That's not particularly helpful, I guess. Um, but the, but it but it does depend this on oh, this, this inflation. Mm. We, we keep on saying, is it transitory or or isn't it? And uh, that'll I think be a big question that will be focused on over the um, over the next few years. But. Uh, one of the uh, other themes that we have is we do feel like we've turned a corner with uh, with interest rates term deposits mm-hmm. for example of uh, looking a lot better than what they were a uh, a year ago uh, in mm-hmm. terms of the rate but not when you factor in some of the inflation that we're uh, that we're starting to forecast and you know, it's it's gone so quickly from um, you know n- inflation being, a problem because it was just non-existent and firms didn't have much pricing power. to Suddenly we've got three percent inflation, and mm. that's another thing I wouldn't have believed if you'd told me a year ago that uh, that inflation was going to come back uh, with such a with such gusto. But it, but it certainly mm. has, and it's um it's something we're forecasting um, to stay pretty strong over the year ahead. But yeah, that is it transitional or not? I guess is um, probably something we'll be uh, we'll be talking about in a in a podcast early next. Uh, early next year i would imagine yes
1: yeah and, yeah definitely
0: and hopefully by then uh, we can be be doing it face to face so uh, i guess we're um we've both got uh, inflation and the transition out of this uh lockdown on our our minds for the next few uh, for the next few months at least but um hopefully it won't be a theme that we're talking about in 2023
1: yeah we might get <laughs> back well to been. the world yeah. being a little bit
0: more normal yeah. Hey, well, thanks for joining me today. We seem to have covered uh, quite a few uh, different subjects and uh, good luck with your, um, with your podcasting. And I really encourage people to, uh, to have a listen to it.
1: Thank you. Thanks, Chris. It's great. great to chat.
0: Thanks for coming in or being online or whatever we describe when we're uh, <laughs> having a virtual podcast. <laughs> thanks for listening to the ASB Investment Podcast. If you have any thoughts on today's episode or if there's anything you'd like us to discuss on a future show, get in touch at podcasts at asb.co.nz.